0: Hello, I'm Kathy Kinney. I'm an actress. I've been in a number of movies and television shows, but I think the role I'm best known for is Mimi on The Drew Carey Show. I wanted to ask you to do me a favor. Please listen to Justin Harvey on The Justin Harvey Show. Thank you, and bite me.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Up next, you will be listening to the USA
2: Martial Arts Hall of Fame show host of the year award winner, the one and only Justin Harvey, producer, director,
1: and on-air star of The Justin Harvey Show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Harvey here of The Justin Harvey Show. I have a wonderful guest this morning with me, and excuse me for being a little nervous, but um, when I was in junior high, before I would always do my homework, I'd be like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to watch the Drew Carey Show. And so today, I am proud to bring Mimi herself, and if you don't like it, you can bite me, (laughs) Kathy Kinney, welcome to the show, honey.
0: Thank you so much. What a pleasure to be here. And (laughs) bite me.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I am so honored to even be speaking with you today. It's it's unreal. Well,
0: it'll wear off in a minute, really, (laughs) (laughs) because you'll see. I mean, I think as a, you know, I'm holding my fingers in the air like quotation marks and saying celebrity, but, you know, I never quite got used to that. People would come to me and they'd say, "Oh, we need a celebrity to help us with this charity," and I go, "Oh, well, I'll try and find one for you." And they go, "No, no, we mean you." And I go, "Oh, oh!" I would always be so surprised. I don't, I don't know. I think that that something's wrong in your world if you start to believe that you are a celebrity. You know, yeah. I think of myself as a, as a TV actress and and a character actor, and that's my job, mm-hmm. and it's a great job. I love it. Love it. But thank you for having me on your show. <laughs>
1: I, I'm, I'm glad to have you here, and uh, to begin with, I, I wanted to start with uh, the Drew Carey show. Can you talk a little bit how you got involved with that? And I understand that it was only supposed to have been a one-episode deal, and you ended up doing the whole series.
0: It's true. It was very miraculous in the sense that they were in the middle of shooting a two-week pilot for the show, and the actress that they had cast, the network didn't like. You know, you you never know how many layers of people have to have approval on something, but so the, the network had told them, you need to find another actress. When mm-hmm. they called in a woman, they had the wrong actress to the wrong photo, and they sent her home and then um, they ended up having to have an audition in the after the end of the first week of their shoots so my agent had called me this is so long ago that they didn't even have um, you know uh, messaging or you know I just said oh I'll go to the audition I'll get the script when I'm there and just learn it really quick and he said well it's someone who's selling cosmetics so I dressed up You know, in my faux Armani clothes, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. little red lipstick, little flippy hairdo. And uh, got there and everyone was wacky, wacky cat glasses, wacky hairdos. And then I picked up the script and it said, um, a woman, it actually said, the meanest, ugliest woman in the world, she is all wrong for selling cosmetics. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I am, I'm looking as good as I can, you know, but I got in there and it was a director that I had worked with before mm-hmm. and he's a really cranky guy and he was very cranky to me and, and this is the G-rated version of the story, you know, he was very cranky to me and it made me really angry and that was what fueled my audition and mm-hmm. you know, I threw out the last line like, oh, you know, and I'll call my attorney or whatever and I walked out the door and slammed the door and I went home and I didn't know that I had the job. Everyone was looking for me. So I went in, you know, I worked on it for a week. I came home and then I uh, got a phone call saying, you know, hello, we want you to be on there for seven out of 13 episodes, which is a common contract, you know, point. And, uh but I was I think I did. Uh, that was nine years, you know, mm-hmm. of, of that. And i I only. I think I only missed one episode, and that was because it was a like a retro, all music, everything we'd ever done, they showed that episode. So nine years later, I was still there having fun.
1: Yeah, well, one of my all-time favorite episodes that really cracked me up was when you got mad at Drew Carey, and you sent him off to, like, China. And... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. I love that. I love that episode, too. But the, what happened was they were making all these plans to go to China, and I was like, wait a minute, you're going to China, but I'm not. I don't understand that And um, because I really love to travel. And so mm-hmm. they extended me the courtesy, and I went to China as well, um, although I didn't have to work, but it was my birthday, and they were all working on the Great Wall. So I, I went there to visit them, and they threw a little surprise birthday party for me on the Great Wall of China. It was wow. the best, best birthday
1: ever. Wow. And, and, you know, I've I've gotten pumped up all week for this. And, and what I did was, even though I've seen them all, you was also in uh, The Secret Life of the American Teenager. That's actually what got me into watching that show. Can you oh, talk a little bit about that?
0: I can. It was um, so much fun because the woman who had uh, created it uh, had seen the Drew Carey show. She had a daughter who she had adopted, and the mm-hmm. only thing that made her daughter, like, happy and something that they bonded over was watching the Drew Carey show because her daughter would laugh about Mimi. Mm-hmm. So she called me up and said, you know, we we have a role as Bunny, the, the manager of the butcher shop. Do you want to come in and do it? And so I said, oh, okay. And it was so much fun, although she wrote – on that show, they wrote these huge monologues. Sometimes, like a page-long monologue, where I had to go around and you know just march back and forth and say line after line after line. It was really difficult, but it was a great show to work on. What? Everyone from Shailene Woodley mm-hmm. to uh, you know all the other guys that were on it, they were so much fun to to work with. And I was just sad that I wish she would have called it, you know, the Secret Life. Forever of these people, because you know, once they graduated from high school, there wasn't much of a show. You know, Mm -hmm. they they weren't teenagers anymore, so the show had to end. Otherwise, I'd still be working on it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and it's a wonderful show. And actually, one of my other favorite characters that you um, that you worked with—I forget his name—it's off the top of my head—and he's actually Mm -hmm. he's following me on Twitter as of today. uh, He played. uh, Leo Boykovitch. He was one of my favorite characters.
0: Oh he was great. What a great guy. And um he'd been on the oh is it am I th- no. See, don't don't get old, Justin. That's the problem. But um everybody that was on The Secret Life of the American Teenager, they were the best actors. They were all mm-hmm. so good. There wasn't a clinker in the bunch. So Everyone that I worked with, I sort of, that's the thing, you know, you kind of, you become uh, good friends, family, and then all of a sudden, everybody's gone, and you don't get to see them anymore, and it's kind of sad, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I really enjoyed that, and I enjoyed everyone on the show.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's a wonderful show, and uh, you were also, y- you played an, uh, an episode of Full House. How was the cast of Full House?
0: How oh, I know. That that's so funny, because that was so long ago. But, you know, I really, he, I don't think I've met a, a clinker in the bunch since I've been in Hollywood. Oh, Stephen, Stephen Sharippa. Yeah. I, I knew if my brain would break loose, and that's who played Leo Boykovich, And, um, you know, such a talented actor from originally The Sopranos, but great guy. Always liked working with him. I think – I can't think of anyone in Hollywood that I could say anything bad about. And mm-hmm. certainly Full House was – you know, those Olsen twins were so cute. They were really little at that time. I played a teacher. It was just – you know, when you first come to Hollywood, you, you're looking for affirmation that you're worthy of being hired. And so I did a whole lot of shows – these guest star shows like that until finally you kinda of, it's it's like rehearsing in a way, it's good practice and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden someone wants to cast you for something a little longer and it's just it's very rewarding.
1: And, and originally you wanted to be a nurse, correct?
0: I did, you know, when I remember when I got out of high school standing around with my friends, and one of them said to me, what should we do? And I said, oh, well, you know, let's let's go be licensed practical nurses. And she was like, okay. And so we signed up and, you know, got fitted for our uniforms. And she actually went on, and she still does that. And she's really – she's the person that you want caring Mm -hmm. for you or your family because she's truly – salt of the earth, a good person. I think, on the other hand, I don't have enough patience. I think that I would have been a terrible, terrible nurse, and, uh, and as it turned out, you know, I mean, my story is that my father was very ill when I was growing up, and he mm-hmm. passed away, and I was receiving uh, Social Security benefits, you know, and decided to use that to go to college, because it wasn't so much that I wanted to go to college, but I really wanted to travel. I've always enjoyed that. So in going to college, it changed my life because I worked in the scene shop as a carpenter. That was my work-study job that I put myself through college with. And I got to, you know, hang out with all the actors and use all the power tools, and that was fun. And then when I was a junior, I did go semester abroad abroad and lived in London for six months. And that, that was great. It was such a good thing. It wasn't, you know, I'd never, I didn't learn what everyone thinks they're going to learn when they're in college, but I learned how to run a great theater and how to um, be a good friend to people and how to sort of grow up, which is pretty important, you know? (laughs) Yes. So I had a good time and, college, and um, I'm still pretty good with power tools.
1: <laughs> that's that's awesome. Maybe we'll see you in a uh, home improvement reboot, because they're talking <laughs> about doing a reboot of that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would be
0: funny. Yes, I would be the, a uh, an unusual version of the tool time girl, if they were ever going to redo that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, because I've always wondered, you know like with the Drew Carey show did they ever at the end um, contemplate actually putting you and Drew Carey romantically together instead of the brother
0: you know it's funny because so, I think that everyone sort of expected that and I know people asked him you know asked Drew Carey that all the time but he would always say she's my arch enemy we're not getting together and it just never seemed very logical uh, to uh, to us to our characters I mean it was bad enough, and I say that in a comic way, that I married his brother
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: and had a child and then his brother ran away and then I had to live with Drew and that was, you know, that was kind of funny, but we just, we were always just enemies and I know that in most cases that seems like it would run to romance, but nope, never was going to on that show.
1: Well, actually, I'm kind of glad it didn't go in that direction because with what you and Drew did together, you know, it just, it worked. I mean, the the pranks, everything, it just, it worked.
0: Yeah, it was was really fun. And, in fact, I just got an email a couple days ago from someone that they're planning a Drew Carey reunion, which they do every couple of years so that we can all get together and See what life has passed under the bridge, you know. It's just nice to catch up with everyone, so that will be fun.
1: Oh, that, that'll be a blast! And and you know, I've I've heard that Drew Carey is a real nice guy. That's that's what I've heard. So he
0: is. He's a very nice guy, and he loves uh, giving away other people's money. You know, on wow. The Price Is Right. He's just so happy to give away big chunks of someone else's money and you know, he really, he's such a good guy that way, very generous uh, with other people's money, but also with his own and and loyal, you know, a very loyal guy. So that, I was lucky to work with him and everyone on the show. I just talked to Ryan Stiles, uh, mm-hmm. who has been on, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And he, you know, there's a new version of that and he's doing that as well. And he was telling me that he was going to come to Los Angeles and, Uh, do the show again, so it's always nice to catch up with everyone.
1: Wow, and and i got to say, Kathy, your Facebook videos, they inspire me because, you know, I I love just sitting and and watching them. You're just so inspiring.
0: Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. You know, that's, that's what happens when you're an actor. You know, there are long stretches between jobs. It doesn't really matter if you're talented or not, and you're you're only as good as the last thing you did and so I had to keep myself busy. I think of myself as someone I not, not even sure if I think of myself as an actor, but I think think that I lead a very creative lifestyle, which is the lifestyle that I would want to lead and so I created that for myself and I do that and I so I write a lot. Uh, you know, I've written several books, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually getting ready to go with my writing partner, um, Cindy Ratzlaff, who we've been friends since college, and she lives in Pennsylvania, I live in Los Angeles, and um, people hire us to come and be keynote speakers and teach workshops, and we're getting ready to go to the University of Dayton to teach a writing workshop at the Irma Bombeck Uh, seminar. Uh, Every two years they have the, Irma Bombeck was this really brilliant uh, writer. She was like the literary Roseanne, uh, Mm
1: -hmm. if you
0: remember the old Roseanne Bar Show, you know. And um, so her family sponsors this gigantic writing workshop, and I'm going there to teach an improvisational writing class to the people there. And I'm really looking forward to it. So i find any way I can to just exercise my creativity. And the, Irma Bombeck has this great quote where she said, when I die and go to heaven and meet God, I want to be able to say, I have used every bit of creativity that you have given me and it's all used up. And I thought, have such a great idea that you just used everything you have that, you know, I write and, um, I write poetry, and I have a children's character, Mrs. P, and Mm -hmm. Mrs. P is a little bit Irish. You know, we say she's a little bit more ish than ire, but I love teaching uh, children how to expand their creativity so that they can lead a creative life. To me, that just seems like a, a wonderful way to live. And you do that. You're very creative. I mean, and the whole, I'm so interested in the martial arts. I took a, a class, a self-defense class once, mm-hmm. and it was all people who, uh, led by people who had taught martial arts. So while I don't, I know how to fight for my life, but I uh-huh. don't know how to do martial arts. But I, you know, I think it's fascinating. Life is fascinating.
1: That, that's, that's totally awesome because when I first when I first started out, Kathy, it was a martial arts space, and now I'm... I'm starting to um, branch out into, like, entertainment because, see, when I was in high school, I was told because of my disability. See, I've got cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. I'm in a wheelchair 100% of the time. They told me that I would never have a radio show.
0: Oh. So. <laughs> well, they were wrong, weren't they?
1: <laughs> right.
0: And, that, and that's the point, really, in life, yeah. I think. You know, whenever someone says, well, you'll never, then... It's very fun to to prove them wrong.
1: Uh, oh yeah, I should have looked at him and said, "Bite me."
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she should have, Justin. <laughs> so,
1: but, you know, I just I just love talking to you. I'm living the dream right now. It's 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 totally awesome. And and wow. you know, I hope you have a blast. You know, at your reunion, and please tell Drew, Carrie, I said hi, and I'm a fan of his that. as well.
0: I will tell him that. I will pass on your good wishes to everyone from the cast. And, uh, you know, thank you for inviting me. And, you know, good luck with it. I think that's the thing that everyone needs to understand, that no matter what your disability, and and everyone has some kind of disability, and that you can be whatever you want to be, that it's simply a choice. I, I think something that I think about a lot is, this this quote, it's like, everything that you want is mm-hmm. right on the other side of fear. And, you know, all people need to do is just take teeny tiny little steps to walk through their fear and come to the other side. And there is what you want. So you, I really thank you for proving all those people wrong and for inviting me to be on your show. I just think it's really important to understand that we are all more alike than different and just Mm -hmm. share, just share our lives with each other to understand that. So thank you.
1: It's, it's my pleasure because I've wanted to do this for years and, and I've watched you on, on TV and I, I can really, I can really relate to some of these characters and some of these, you know, some of these things that, you know, the writers even come up with, you know, it's, it's just it's just a part of who I am. It's really it's really helped me out.
0: Yeah, there's so many good writers out there, and that you I don't think people understand that as much as they should. That as an actor, you know, maybe you've got some timing and you look good or whatever, but the writers give you those words, and you, it's a great marriage between an actor and a writer to just whirl that all together and go bite me. You know, I never would have thought to say bite me,
1: (laughs) but, you know, writers are good. Exactly, and before I forget, so I don't get slapped, uh, my mom and dad told me to personally tell you that they love you too, and and their opinion that uh, you were the foundation of making the Drew Carey show.
0: Oh, well, tell them thank you, and I love them for saying that, and when I hang up, I'm going to call Drew and tell him that they said that. (laughs) just to remind him but well thank you so much and uh, have a really good day and uh, I will see you on the internet I'm sure Justin
1: absolutely because I'm going to keep up with what you're doing dear so
0: thank you alright take care bye bye you have been listening to the Justin Harvey show here on the World Martial Arts Radio Network be
2: sure to tune in again next week for his latest show. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Stephanie Ma from World Martial Arts Media. And today, I'm here to tell you about LegacyBelts.com. Legacy Championship Belts and Awards is the world's premier manufacturer of custom and cast championship title belts who supplies belts to the top professional boxing, MMA, and wrestling organizations on a planet. If you're a promoter or collector looking for a high-quality MMA, martial arts, boxing, wrestling belt, or even a belt for a special event, then you need to visit LegacyBelts.com today. Be sure to like us at www.facebook.com LegacyBelts. Hi, Stephanie Ma here again with a special report from World Martial Arts Media about LegacyFightGear.com. Legacy Fight Gear is the official supplier to the world's oldest and most respected martial arts organizations. They have been manufacturing high quality, affordable products for over 30 years. Visit their new online catalog at LegacyFightGear.com today. School owners who want to raise money for their teams can register to get a wholesale account and become a distributor for LegacyFightGear.com. Don't forget to like our official page at www.facebook.com dot slash legacy fight gear.